we're going to have a conversation about something that is is quite timely considering that International Women's Day happened on Wednesday. And the theme this year was embrace equity. So on the note of equity, members of the Canadian women's soccer team took their fight for pay equity to Parliament yesterday. And we're going to get a little recap of what this means and why this is so important with my first guest. She's the director and professor of the School of Kinesiology at the Faculty of Health Sciences at Western University. Laura Meisner is joining the show. Laura, always good to talk to you. Thanks for making the time. Oh, no problem. Happy to be here. I just want you to help to set the stage here because I think that a lot of people hear this and on the surface they think that this means the team is asking for equal pay. And that's not necessarily what's being requested here. So can you help really clarify the difference between pay equity and what the demands have been? Right. So they're not necessarily asking for exactly the same amount, exactly the same things. What the women's team is asking for is equity. We recognize that there are different revenue streams for some of the men's sports than there are the women's sports that might be newer. So what they're asking for is an equitable, so a reasonable share so that they can reasonably compete well at the World Cup and on the Olympic Games in comparison to what the men are getting. So in what we've seen historically is men's sport gets more money, they're allocated more money, they're allocated more from broadcasting rights. And so what they're asking for is an equitable share. And we have to also look at the landscape in which this particular team has been successful, successful on the international stage. And so thinking about that context, we need to think about what equity really means here. It's not necessarily equal. It might even be more money, more opportunity than what the men have been given, but they're looking for a level of equity so that they actually can play on an equal playing field. No matter what, when this conversation comes up, you get people commenting, you're going to get money in proportion with the with the fans and how many people are watching you and what those broadcast rights look like in terms of how many people are tuning into games. In mm-hmm. this case, is that is that a fair question? I, you know, it's funny, it actually is, this is a fair question because the women's team has been far more successful historically than the men's team has. Women's soccer in this country has excelled um, at, at an exceptional rate. You know, we're seeing more young girls involved in sport, involved in soccer because of people like Christine St. Clair. And so, in fact, People are tuning in to the women's game in huge numbers, and that that's been a really significant and important piece that we need to recognize. Does it mean that everybody's suddenly stepping up and watching women's sport more? No, that's still a real problem that we have across the world, but also certainly in Canada. So we can't just simply look at the numbers and the broadcast numbers and the revenues that come in. We also need to look at the broader context of the influence that this team has had on sport participation more broadly and the influence they've had and the success they've had on the international scene. So when we talk about the the testimony itself and this fight for equity, can you give us a little bit of a sense of what the ask was and how how this propelled this issue moving forward? Right. So the the men in preparation for the first time they ever went to the World Cup, so this is a really important context to this, is that they received a significant amount of resources in advance of um, playing. So they got opportunities to go play in different countries. They had tournaments going on so that they were very well prepared. They had new uniforms. They had all kinds of things that were given to them to make sure that they looked good on the international scene. And if we look at what the women's team has been given in a similar context, it's unfair. They haven't been given the opportunity to travel as much. They haven't had the international exposure and experience 
in order to make sure that they are prepared on the international scene. Mm-hmm. And yet they have been far more successful historically on the international scene. So what we're seeing is they're not getting not just about pay that they're receiving. It's actually about the other resources for travel and the other types of expenditures to ensure that they're actually going to be successful on the international scene. So when they're saying we want equity, is it just about pay? And I think people tend to focus on their remuneration, the amount of money they're getting. They're actually asking for equity in terms of the resource allocation. So mm-hmm. money for travel, money for opportunities for coaching and clinics and, you know, those international experiences to make sure that they are ready and prepared to be successful on the international scene. They are not getting the same amount as the men. They're not even getting an equitable amount. The problem is, is that we don't actually even know what that looks like because Soccer Canada refuses to open the books and right. tell us and tell that team what's actually happening. What does the money actually look like? So where does it stand after the testimony then yesterday? Well, it's an interesting situation. First of all, for them to be pulled in to uh, a parliamentary committee to actually discuss this is in a very unusual situation. Mm-hmm. I think part of this is, you know, the landscape of what's happening in Canada generally around sport, around safe sport issues, that the government is looking to right many of the inequities that are happening. So they want to know what's going on. Um, interestingly, we're hearing from MPs about how surprised they are at the inequity in terms of resource allocation in soccer. I don't know why they're surprised. I think we know that that's the way it is across the sports system. You know, we've just heard about it, obviously, in the, in the, you know, the system of hockey, right? We know that the men's sport gets far more resources than the women's game does. And that's pretty standard across the system. So I don't know why the MPs are surprised by this. I think what they're more surprised at, that, they're being so, that the women are being so vocal and saying, this is wrong. We've, we've done this for so long. We've been in a situation where we haven't had that kind of equity. We are still being successful, far more successful in the international scene, and nobody's stepping up and doing anything about it. So I suspect we're going to see some changes. Um, we've already seen change in leadership at Soccer Canada. Canada, but hoping moving forward, we'll see some change in policy. And the first step is open up the books and tell us what's actually been going on, you know, how the resources have been allocated and how the decisions have been made in the past, because we don't know that. And that's the biggest problem I see. And I expect that that's going to come forward after this uh, parliamentary committee. Yeah. And I think it's going to really set a precedent in terms of asking for what what it is mm-hmm. that you deserve. There's there's a comment right now as we're having this conversation uh, on our text line. And it says, I, I remember a time when athletes worked hard to achieve going to the Olympics, and it was such an honor to represent the country. When did it become an honor only if you get paid? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's sort of just a, a like a, a shut up and sort of do your job kind of a mentality, I think. Yeah, I mean, to be careful about that because, you know, the people have been paid to do sport for a long time. To assume that they just went to the Olympic Games because it was for the love of sport is really problematic. In Mm -hmm. fact, we can go back historically. People have been paid to do sport for a long time. And they should. It's their life. It's their livelihood. It's their living. It's all of their time doing that. So absolutely they should be paid accordingly. And so we have to be careful about that. But as I said, it's not just about financial remuneration for the individual. It's about creating opportunities for them to be successful on the international scene. And if they're not given the same equal or equitable opportunity to compete in international competitions, to compete against other countries, to really prepare themselves accordingly, then that's a major equity issue as well. So it's not just about the pay alone. And that's a really important point that I think people focus on, the salary piece. Mm-hmm. It's not just about that. That's, that's one part of it. Well, thank you for clarifying it and for giving us your time. Laura, really appreciate the conversation as always. 
Yeah, no problem. Happy to, to join the conversation. That's Laura Meisner, who is the director and professor at the School of Kinesiology, the Faculty of Health Sciences at Western University, talking about the Canadian women's soccer team taking their fight for pay equity to Parliament yesterday. And hopefully we'll see some movement on where this is going to go. This has been an ongoing fight for quite some time.